Are you kidding me? Not my Chikorita. The second generation of Pokemon may be the one which holds the most nostalgic attachment for me. Don't get me wrong, I was on board from pretty early on, and I loved that period when Pokemon was initially conquering the world. The second generation hits different though. For starters, the very concept of more Pokemon was sensational, revelatory. There are 151 Pokemon, just as there are 26 letters in the alphabet and two eyes on my face. It's just a fact, it is what it is. But here are 100 more? Mind-blowing. And the games came, and they were full color and enormous and full of quality of life changes and post-game content. Perfect for a kid with an amount of free time in which to play video games, which he had never known before and wouldn't experience again. I'm Luke Summerhaze, and I love Chikorita. The sauropods, a group of dinosaurs, counted among their number the largest animals to ever walk on land. From the long Diplodocus and the tall Brachiosaurus, to the more recently discovered supergiants like Argentinosaurus, these creatures were dominant around the world. Despite their awesome size, as they were herbivores, they are often thought of as peaceful and docile creatures. Perhaps this combination, of great power but gentle spirit, is what has helped them maintain their allure as one of the most popular groups of dinosaurs for more than a century. I know that it always delighted me when I was able to visit the Natural History Museum in London and see Dippy, the famous Diplodocus, standing proud at the entrance. Though it resembles them in shape, Chikorita is not quite so big as those sauropods. In fact, the smallest of sauropod species was still 4 to 6 meters in length, so Chikorita might not even be as large as a newly hatched baby. What it lacks in size and power, Chikorita makes up for in cuteness. It has an adorable little face, stumpy legs, and a cute necklace of seeds. The leaf on its head completes the look, like a cherry on a little cupcake. Like the sauropods, Chikorita is described as a peaceful and docile creature. The ruby and sapphire pokedex says, In battle, Chikorita waves its leaf around to keep the foe at bay. However, a sweet fragrance also wafts from the leaf, becoming the battling Pokémon and creating a cozy, friendly atmosphere all around. Chikorita and family's names are interesting, not because they're especially clever. Chikori, bay leaf, and meganium are plants. The small one is Eater, and the big one is Mega. But because they're the only starter family whose names are the same in English and Japanese. I'm sure this meant saving on the voice acting budget, if nothing else. But it does mean that they are one of the only starter Pokemon it's easy for me to talk to my students about although I am slowly learning the names of all the others in Japanese. 
As I mentioned in my Bulbasaur episode, the prevailing theory is that the lineage of grass-type starter Pokémon chart the course of life on Earth. At the time, I speculated that Bulbasaur was inspired by pre-dinosaur reptiles, like the Dimetrodon. Although since then the release of Pokémon Let's Go has shown Venusaur walking around in the overworld, in a manner which leaves no doubt that it is, in fact, a big old frog. Amphibians first evolved on Earth around 370 million years ago, frogs more specifically around 300 million years ago. The dinosaurs did not appear until 230 million years ago, so the timeline does still work. It's also worth taking a moment here to reflect on the fact that, despite appearances, Reptiles are more closely related to you and me than they are to amphibians. Following these dates, the theory more or less works as lizards, then turtles, then snakes, then mammals, then owls, and finally, gorillas, all appear in the fossil record. It does make one wonder where they go next, though. Surely we won't have a human as our grass starter in Generation 9. Before all of that, though, at level 16, Chikorita evolves into Bayleaf. With its longer neck and more pronounced leg, Bayleaf is a much more obvious sauropod than squishy baby Chikorita. It has a look of determination on its face, gangly teenage proportions, and a garland which has begun to sprout. Each time I've played through the second generation games, or their remakes, I've used Totodile or, on rare occasions, Cyndaquil, so I have little memory of playing with a Chikorita. I do, on the other hand, have very fond memories of the Bayleaf, which I acquired in Pokemon Coliseum for the Nintendo GameCube. It was a valued member of my team through that game, so much so that when I first left home and wanted a little team of six plastic Pokemon to decorate the soil of my solitary potted plant, it made the cut. While Chikorita's leaf gave off a smell which calmed opponents, Bayleaf is a little more willing to pick a fight. Pokemon Gold's Pokedex says, The scent of spices comes from around its neck. However, sniffing it makes you want to fight. And while not every entry is quite as explicitly combative, they do all ascribe some reaction to smelling the scent wafting from Bayleaf's leaves. Sometimes it has healing properties, other times it makes you feel energetic or peppy. Maybe I should start sniffing a Bayleaf before the gym. Bayleaf is perhaps most famous for its role in the anime. Ash had a Chikorita during the Johto season of the cartoon, which eventually evolved. Its defining feature was that it loved Ash. Like, really loved him. It was jealous of Pikachu, even going so far as to remove it from bed, so it could take its place snuggling with Mr. Ketchum. It's a cute little dynamic, and it makes every battle Bayleaf takes part in super dramatic. For trainer and Pokemon alike. Ash's Bayleaf never moved on to the next level, but if one does reach level 32, it can evolve into Meganium. Meganium is the most clearly dinosaur-looking of the three, particularly with a rich green coloration and a stocky build. The leaf on its head is enormous, and the buds on its neck have developed into beautiful flower petals. After the temperamental teenage years as a Bayleaf, Meganium has returned to being a calming, positive influence. 
Ruby and Sapphire's Pokedex says, The fragrance of Meganium's flower soothes and calms emotions. In battle, this Pokemon gives off more of its becoming scent to blunt the foe's fighting spirit. But to really understand Meganium's return to the light side of the Force, look no further than the Silver Entry. Meganium's breath has the power to revive dead grass and plants. It can make them healthy again. Alas, apart from a brief spell of success during its debut generation, Meganium hasn't really been able to calm its opponents or heal its allies quite enough to make a big dent in the competitive scene. That doesn't mean it has no fans, of course. Friend of the show, Patreon supporter, and number one superfan, Andrew Rice, got in touch with this to say. What's up, little Pokemon? It's me, your boy, Andrew Rice, here to talk about Chikorita. Or, more specifically, Bayleaf. Because when I think of this family, what I think of is Pokemon Colosseum. And obviously, early in Pokemon Colosseum, you get to catch yourself one of the three middle-aged starter Pokemon. And uh, despite my, my lack of love for grass in general, it's never really been one that I've really leant towards. I remember I got myself a Bayleaf. Maybe I just encountered that trainer first. I, I'll, I'll probably never know exactly what, what happened there. But Bayleaf became a, a very important part of my team. And uh, it really was sort of the Pokemon that epitomized my, my need to purify my shadow Pokemon so that I could uh, I could evolve into a Meganium. Yeah, it, was, it was the one that I knew would get to properly evolve once once the purification had been done. So it was always exciting walking around with my Bayleaf, hoping one day, one day it could uh, achieve its full potential. And it did, and it was a powerhouse. And that is why, of all the Gen 2 starter Pokemon, despite the fact that Chikorita is not, not the most exciting, most of Gen 2 are probably not the most exciting, um, I always have a special place for that bay leaf in my heart. Bye. Personally, I don't think I'll ever grow to an age where I am no longer thrilled, delighted, and fascinated by dinosaurs. Even if I ever do, I think one glance at Chikorita and family will revert me back to my childhood, stepping through those big doors in London's South Kensington and seeing that majestic skeleton. Music for Luke Loves Pokemon is by Jonathan Cromie. Artwork for the show is by Katie Groves. If you're enjoying this podcast and you want to help me able to keep hosting them online, please consider supporting the show at patreon.com slash lukelovespkmn. For just a dollar a month, it's a big help, and in return, you can listen to episodes a week early. You can also help me out by spreading the word among fellow Pokemon fans, or by getting in contact and having your say about upcoming monsters. The next two episodes will involve Cyndaquil and Totodile. I'd love to hear from you about those or any monster, so please get in touch on Twitter or Facebook at LukeLovesPKMN. I love Chikorita, and remember, I love you too.